0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you take the time to learn. I am really excited to introduce my guest this week. Her name is Ava Hedeker, and she is using social media and an online magazine to raise awareness about climate change. I really enjoy Ava's content that she posts on Instagram, and if you want to check it out while you're listening, she is at EnviroCoach on Instagram. I'm excited to share this conversation with you. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Ava
1: Hedeker. Hi everybody. My name is Ava, and I'm currently a first year at the University of Chicago, where I plan to double major in environmental and urban studies and sociology. And currently, what I'm working on is um I run in, like two environmental Instagram accounts. So I run one called Enviro Coach, where I try to break down complex environmental topics and help try to help people think differently about environmentalism. And I also run an environmental magazine called Further for about a year and a half now. And what we do is try to showcase how um, becoming an environmentalist is not a one-size-fits-all approach. And that, you know, we um, write articles about like how psychology architecture economics and more connect to the environment so we're just trying to showcase how you don't have to change who you are to be part of this movement but just find out how you um and your interests can help contribute to um mitigating this crisis for everyone so yeah
0: that's a great introduction, Ava, and I would really love to get a little bit deeper into your background and just have you tell me some about the experiences that you've had that really kind of kick your passion for environmental activism. Can you tell me some about that path and how that looked for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it really started when I started to um, read books in my free time outside of high school, so one of the books that comes to mind is The Uninhabitable Earth, and it really just showed just how urgent this crisis is. Not only that, but also kind of showcased the social science aspects of um, mitigating climate change. And I never really was aware of this at the time because as someone who has never really been interested in STEM as my academic passion, I n- didn't really know where I would fit in helping to fight climate change. So this really opened my eyes and um, eventually I took an environmental studies college class and what was really cool about this was that it, it, even in one of the research papers we read, it's, it specifically said how in order to um, create effective climate action, we need the collaboration of a multitude of different careers, whether it be architects, policymakers, psychologists and more. And I never really realized that, but I I felt like it made so much sense in so many different ways because adapting to climate change is like in all aspects of society. It's not just one field that can deal with it. So I thought this this simple yet powerful idea was really interesting. And I kind of wanted to just showcase it more to other people. So that led me to start my magazine further. And from day one, I, I thought it would be good to keep it interdisciplinary to kind of promote this idea. And yeah, from there, it, it led me to dive deeper in a lot of um, ideas that I'm passionate about, whether it be green roofs or um, how a startup's trying to make a society without any cars and so many more ideas and just helping all of um, the writers learn how their passions connect to the environment has been so cool and I've learned so much from all the different writers as well so yeah
0: that's so cool and I love that you shared the social science aspect to climate change mitigation and environmentalism because there's definitely space for everyone in this line of work and it really is going to take everyone working together to solve this issue so thank you for sharing that and I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about your magazine and the process to create it and just what it looks like. Just tell me more about that process because you shared about the writers and how important this project has been to you. So I'd love to just know more about it.
1: Yeah, so I started um, around June 2020 and originally I just created the website and I never created a website before, so it kind of took me a while to figure out how to do it. And then eventually I got it running like within a month later and I recruited like about 15 writers at the time. So we just from there, we just um kind of like ran this model and that I kind of improved over time where we have like a period where we um, come up with ideas and have a first draft and then final draft. And then we like release monthly issues. And throughout it, I've um, tried to also, like incorporate interviews. So I interviewed a couple environmental professors, interviewed some people who run environmental nonprofits, and so many more, just to kind of provide practicality to what we're talking about about how anyone, regardless of their interests, can um help the environment. And so I think now we have about thirteen issues on the website. I also this summer I wanted to make it a goal to. Kind of rebrand further just because I felt like the first website could have looked better, and I tried my best to like make it even better, and um, so that was really fun and, and cool to um, try to do. And um, I also tried to create like brand colors as well because I just wanted the Instagram too to kind of feel more cohesive because I felt like originally it felt a little like all, all over the place. So I just kind of want thought that would be helpful and. In 2022, what's really cool is that I actually had a meeting with the writers this week and we were talking about a new way to present articles. And we thought like maybe through like kind of infographic posters in a way, just because I, I actually came up with this idea through one of the classes I took in college this quarter where we had to do like reading synthesis where we read on these like complex papers and we had to um kind of consolidate the information in like just one in a one page like poster that you can make through canva or something and i thought that was such a great idea given kind of the the state of the world a lot of people are probably like experience a lot of like information fatigue with so many people trying to like throw like news articles at you so i thought it would just be a, a great way to kind of consolidate complex topics and yeah we'll see how it goes
0: That's really interesting. And I'm so glad that you brought up the importance of being interdisciplinary and also intersectional. And I know a lot of activists who are including sustainability and climate change activism, as well as other issue areas in in their work that they're doing, because it's often connected to and climate change can often exacerbate those other issues. So thank you for sharing that. I'd love for you to tell me some as well about maybe the most important or maybe the most memorable or just some of your favorite posts or articles that you've shared on your social media and in the magazine. Can you just tell me some of those highlights that have really stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I really liked one of the first articles I wrote, which I think I just called it the role of art in climate change. And I just kind of talked about this. Um, Art exhibit I saw in 2019 in London, and how um, this artist named Olafur Eliasson he creates like art that kind of compels people to take action on climate change, and it's just really interesting. Like for example, he brought ice, ice from Iceland or some or Greenland or one of those places, and he placed it in front of the Tate Museum in London, which is a pretty popular spot. And just like place them there and they're just melting. And it's just kind of like a physical reminder of what's going on, which I think is really interesting and also just important because I think, you know, living in cities, it's kind of, it's easy to forget that this is a reality. And I think just having a such a strong reminder like that can really make an impact. And I just talked also just about how um, in the exhibit that I went to, um, there was this tunnel of just orange fog and it was just really interesting to have walking through it because it was very bright and just orange and it was just like wow like it, it just kind of makes you wonder like is this the future we're gonna be like going towards if we don't change um, how society is so I I would say that that is definitely one of my favorite articles because I think most people, including myself, didn't really realize the connections between the environment and art. And um, another article that I enjoyed was I interviewed someone who runs a nonprofit, actually, yeah, also in the UK, where um, they kind of teach, like, young students that are, you know, about like seven years old about how how to make architecture more sustainable. And they actually have actual architects um come to these and um kids I think they designed like potential like sustainable building ideas and then architects actually look at those and um use their basic ideas and actually create like advanced models that can actually place these ideas into action and I just thought that was such a cool idea and um some other ones that I didn't write but I also really enjoyed was um we um, actually did have an article about eco-anxiety. That was one of the first um, ones. And I just thought that was really great because that was before I actually knew the term about it. And I was like, oh, wow, like that's cr- pretty crazy that like this is an actual thing. And that it's so great that we're recognizing this. And let me think, what else? I would say what's all, oh, we have one about about craters that have been created because of global warming. And just so many other ones. Like, I think we have over 100 on our website. So it's just been really cool to not only write articles, but also edit and read um, the other writers too, because I just, they brought up so many interesting concepts that I would never have thought of. So yeah, it's been really cool. That's so interesting. And I love that
0: all of the writers really have their own interests. So it creates this mix of different topics that can appeal to anyone. I think that's great. And I have one last question for you. Lots of young people, particularly college students, high school students, want to create change. They want to make a difference, but they may not know how or maybe where to get started. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom for those people who may be listening?
1: Yeah, I think at least for me. I spend a decent amount of time just learning about all this first before taking like necessary actions such as starting my magazine. And I think um, a lot of people probably like underestimate the power of just having time to just take time to learn about all of this before finding your place and to take action. So I would strongly recommend just finding interesting environmental books to read at first and just learn a lot about this. And then from that, just think about what aspects of climate change interest you. And that could be the direction that you want to take your activism towards. And yeah, and I also on my Instagram at EnviroCoach, I also post a lot of environmental book recommendations if you don't know where to exactly start. So that can be a good resource to help. But yeah, I think just self-education has a lot of great power as the first step and it can inspire you in ways that um you probably would never have imagined had you not read um environmental books so yeah
0: I really enjoyed this conversation with Ava, and I think her approach to bringing in social science and the humanities to climate change work is so valuable because it's going to take a team effort to solve this problem. I love how much she values and emphasizes the importance of education and doing your background research before getting started with any project. If you're interested in getting involved with any form of activism – The first step is learning about that issue and building that foundation because change comes when you take the time to learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can connect with Ava on Instagram at at EnviroCoach to get connected with her and find all of her content. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.